G'day guys. On today's episode, we'll be discussing our mid-year All-Australian team, position by position, and we'll be mentioning any players that you left comments about that we should have put in to our team. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. The Pressure Point Mid-Year All-Australian team has been released. Uh, you, as you will, or most of you would have seen on our social media over the last week or so, we, we posted our Mid-Year All-Australian team and got plenty of feedback for that, which has been, which has been really good, um, you know, mainly positive. And then there was some where you know, some people thought that certain players should have been um, chosen over over the ones that we chose. So, um, so yeah, we're going to dedicate this whole episode whole episode to uh, going through our team and um, you know, where we could have gone wrong or where we could have chosen someone else or um, and yeah, things along those lines. So what were your thoughts on our, on our team, Quinn? Do you reckon uh, it's pretty set in stone or is there there's some players that you reckon we could have, uh, we could have added in? Well, I definitely have a look at it now. There's probably a couple of players that might, might have been stiff not to make it, although I'm pretty, I reckon we've got a pretty solid team in there from everyone we've chosen. So I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, we did choose it, so I'm happy with it. But, uh, but yeah, there, yeah, there is a few people that are definitely stiff not to not to make the cut. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get stuck straight into it. So we'll start from the from the back line. Um, so we had Braden Maynard in the back pocket. Um, he's had a fantastic season for the Pies and arguably been their their best player. Um, and he's one of your old mates too, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> went, went, to, went to school with him. Not that much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, Braden's been fantastic this year. He's he's been very consistent his whole career, to be honest. And this year he's just shown um, that consistency again. And with Collingwood missing as many players as they are, he's really stood strong. And even last night, um, you know, they played against Adelaide. He had another fantastic game. Played the last quarter with his, the back of his jumper ripped open, so that was something to look at. But yeah, no, he definitely um, been very good. Yeah, and I can't see him losing his spot there as well. I think he'll be uh, back pocket come season's end. Um, got Harris Andrews at fullback. He's, uh, you know, 2019 was was a fantastic season for him and he's backed that up this season. He's gone to another level and um, arguably the best defender in the competition. Um, and it shows why Brisbane are um, in the top four as well. He's, he's been he's been a rock down there, hasn't he? Yeah. And, and to be it's exactly right, and with Brisbane being the side that they are, to have someone as strong as Andrews is down there, it was a bit like, um, you know, comparing him to Rance, a bit like Rance a few years ago for the Tigers. You need that rock down there and he controls that back line and, you know, nothing ever gets through him. So, Exactly right. Yeah, he's a superstar. And then in the other back pocket, we had Darcy Moore. Um, you know, there was there was a you know a shout for him to go at, at centre-half back or full-back that we just thought, um, you know, you could, you could throw a blanket over the, the other two that were there, but... I think Darcy Moore, he can play he can play on, on small players as well. Um, he's got, got really good speed. So we thought he's a good good player to go in the back pocket. And, you know, he had a great season in 2019. And he's, um, again, same as Harris Andrews, he's just taken 2020s to another level. Um, and, yeah, he's a big reason why the Pies are, are the team that they are. Um, half back line. So this is where probably our first one where we, we you know, maybe 
there could have been different players selected, but our first halfback is Sam Doherty. Um, he had a very, very good start to the season. His first month or even his first yeah, five or six weeks were really solid. He was back to the old Sam Doherty from before he did his ACLs. And, um, but over the last month, he's, he's dropped off a bit and his form's dipped, um, which you know, brings in the argument of possibly putting James Sicily in that position. I know we got some feedback on, on socials about that. Do you, reckon, uh, do you reckon we could have put the cyst there? Yeah, probably. The cyst is definitely probably very stiff not to make that side. He's had a great um, well, he's had a great season or you know, so far. And the last couple of weeks especially, he's played really well. I mean, he even went up forward the other day and kicked the goal. So he's yeah. now nah, he's done very well. But Doherty, like you said, his first half of the season was uh the start of the year was great. Like he really showed why he's captain of the club. So um I'm happy for Doc to stay in there, but yeah, Sicily definitely stiff not to not to hit that halfback spot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we uh, we got a comment on on Facebook about that, saying uh, and got got given James Sicily's stats as well. So um, I think it's maybe yeah, I think come season's end, James Sicily could possibly take that spot. But um, yeah, for the start that Doc had, um, I'm pretty comfortable with having him there for now. Um, at centre half back, we've got his uh, fellow Carlton teammate Jacob Weidering, who's absolutely elevated his game to an elite level this season. Um, he hasn't lost, which is an incredible stat. He hasn't lost a one-on-one battle, which is incredible for a 22-year-old um, doing the things that he's doing. 2019 was a an up and down year for him but he came good towards the end of last season and then this season he's just he's been an absolute rock for the Blues um, him and Liam Jones have been super strong down there and I think this one's a no-brainer yeah no great you start speak to themselves so not much more to say on Jack yeah, exactly and then on the other half back we've got Nick Haynes um, from the Giants he's been superb for them um, he's had a very good you know last couple of seasons but this season he's really established himself as one of the Best defenders in the game. Um, incredible intercept marker. Takes plenty of marks every week. And um, he's a massive reason why the Giants are you know, one of the top teams in the comp. And I feel like he go, he's a bit underrated too, isn't he? He definitely flies under the radar. I feel like GWS have a few stars that get the limelight and him as a backman probably doesn't get the credit he deserves to the work he does down there. That's it. All right, we'll move into the midfield. Uh, on the wing, we've got Mitch Duncan, who has been Geelong's best player this season. I feel like him and Dangerfield have um, taken that mantle and um, I think Mitch Duncan's, yeah, he's been superb. Watched his game the other night against uh, St Kilda and he was just had his own footy out there. He's, he's been brilliant and the way he uses the footy is is, um, is incredible. So I know he's, uh, he's high up on our pressure point uh, leaderboard as well, isn't he? Yeah, no, Mitch Duncan's polling very well. He's polling yeah. very well. And, and uh, speaking of underrated, here's another one I feel that, He's a bit underrated with the players he has around him at Geelong. If you know Selwood, Dangerfield, Ablett, um, you know Hawkins, like those other big stars, he definitely goes under the radar for my eyes. Definitely, he's and fantastic. Yeah, and now now he's he's up there with those blokes, and um, he should be getting more recognition. And I think he'll definitely get an, an All Australian nod this season. Um, in the centre, we've got the pressure point MVP to be Lockie Neal. Um, just keeps doing his thing. I know the other night he had. 36 touches again. He's, he's a freak, isn't he? The man's unbelievable. To get the amount of touches he does every week in shortened quarters as well. So it's not even like he has the normal amount of time to do so. 
It's incredible. And he kicks goals too. He goes forward and he kicks goals. So he's the full package and there's a reason why he's leading the pressure point um, pressure point award. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Lock him in for an All-Australian this season and and potentially lock him in for the Brownlow, I reckon. I, don't, I can't see anyone stopping him there. Um, on the other wing, we've got his Brisbane teammate, Hugh McCluggage, who's been fantastic. He's probably only, well, probably a hand, one of a handful of players in the competition to be a genuine wingman where he actually plays on the wing. Because um, I know in, in previous All-Australian years, you you can just chuck on like an extra midfielder onto a wing, but they don't really play on the wing. But Hugh McCluggage genuinely plays there. And he the way he uses the footy and um, the way he runs along those wings is, is incredible. And um, another one that probably goes a bit under the radar, but um, yeah, the way Brisbane are going, he's, he's definitely one of their, their main cogs. What do you uh, what do you reckon for him? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I agree with you in the underrated part as well. I think he's definitely getting the credit he deserves um, this year, though, with Brisbane being as good as they are. But I love watching the um, watching a genuine wingman, as you mentioned. Is you don't see that much anymore, and it's I know it's a facet of our game that I love to watch. You know, being a next wingman myself back in my junior <laughs> footy days. <laughs> no, but I, I love to see a bloke um, run on the wing the way he does. He's fast. He's got good skills with the ball, and like you said, he sticks on the wing, and it's good to see. That's it. <clears throat> All right. Move on to the half forward line. We've got Toby Green. Um, I mean, it speaks for himself. That everyone knows the potential of Toby Green. He's a out-and-out superstar. However, he has missed a few games with injury, which could hurt his chances um, to actually get a spot in the team come season's end. But for now, he's uh, he's been incredible. And when he's played, he's, he's been absolutely on, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly right. And I mean, like you said, there's not much more we can say to pump Toby Green's tyres. He does that for himself. And <laughs> he's got the ability just to break a game open with a couple of goals. And he's done it already this season a couple of times. And he was leading, he was up with the top of the Coleman medal race at one point before his injury. So yeah, he speaks for himself, like you said. Yeah. At centre half forward, we've got Josh Kennedy from the Eagles, who's put together an incredible month of footy where he's just rocketed to the top of the Coleman medal race. Um, I know he came up against Jacob Wiedering on the weekend, so he was he was pretty quiet. So Wiedering kept him really quiet. Um, but before that, Kennedy's he was immense in a month of footy, kicked close to twenty goals in four weeks. Um, so he's he's very deserving of that centre half forward spot, isn't he? Yeah, he's definitely earned his place there for sure. And with West Coast getting better and better each week, he's doing the same. I mean, we saw that tap down from Nick Natnui the other week, and he he crumbed it, which is unusual for a big man, but. Just shows that he's got, um, you know, he's got the full package, a bit of everything going on, and he, he's a very good kick for goal. So at 100%, he's anti-spotted centre half forward. And the other half forward flank, we've got Christian Petrarca, uh, who's yeah, I don't think there's there's no secret behind uh, uh, what he's doing this season. Everyone's really pumped up his tyres. I know uh, a few fewer media experts have uh, said some big calls about Petrarca, but he, mate, he he's he's backing it up every week. He, he's He's dominating. He's easily Melbourne's best player this season. Um, and, you know, probably stiff to to be at half forward because um, he's, he's probably been one of the better midfielders. But um, just he, the, his impact on the scoreboard. So he does kick goals, um, you know, which, which probably highlights why he's at half forward as well. But um, could easily have been a, a rover. But um, I think half forward's a good spot for him, don't you reckon? 
Yeah, half forward's definitely the place for him. Like you said, he's damaging on the scoreboard when he goes forward. And this is his first season, I think, that he's really put it together every week. He's had, um, you know, glimpses and flashes during games um, in previous years. But this is his first year he's put it together every game. And like you said, he's damaging on the scoreboard. So half forward's definitely the spot for him. Yeah, so should be Melbourne's best and fairest as well. And um, I'm pretty confident he'll be in the, in the All-Australian team come season's end. Um, we'll go to the forward line. So in the for- forward pocket, we've got Charlie Cameron, who's uh, had another outstanding season. The, the motorbike celebration is one of our favourites. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's a freak. He, the things that he can do on the footy field is, uh, is pretty amazing. Um, I know, uh, I know he, well, against Richmond, he got, he got, got, it was pretty quiet though. I think that was probably one of his quieter games for the season, but, um, which probably comes as no surprise to you. Yeah, Rich, Richmond know how to how to keep him quiet. Um, you know, normally Dylan Grimes does the job, but Dylan thought oh, he's not worth my time this week, so for <laughs> someone else. But now nah, Char- Charlie's um, Charlie's exceptional. The things that he does, um, he's one of those other players that there's not much we can say to pump him up anymore because he does it all himself. But yeah, he's fantastic, and he, if he doesn't make the All Australian team uh, come season's end, uh, I'll eat a hat. <laughs> yeah, no, he'll be in there. He'll be in there for sure. Um, and the another Charlie at full forward, Charlie Dixon. Um, geez, he's a scary, scary unit. One of the strongest footy players I've ever seen, I reckon. He's, the things that he can do and just the way he out-muscles his opponents and um, the contested marks he takes, is, it's incredible. He, yeah, and he's just built like a brick shithouse, isn't he? He's yeah, huge. He's a massive man. Oh, he, and even the game that he played on on the weekend against against the Tigers, it was just just freakish. To some of the stuff that he was doing, um, you'd you'd hate to play on him as a as a backman, wouldn't you? Oh, it'd be scary to play against. He's just, just the way he manhandles you, and yeah, he just pushes you out of the way like you're a piece of paper. He, he he's so strong like that. Um, and the only other thing though is. I don't know. Sometimes he he's had a couple of lapses when he's directly in front of goal about ten meters out. He likes to miss those, but then as we saw on the weekend, he missed about two of them and then snapped on from the boundary line just to remind us that no, no, I'm still pretty good. So, <laughs> nah, but the way he's been kicking goals this year, he's definitely um, definitely earned his full forward spot. Yeah, he's definitely the uh, the best power forward in the competition, and yeah, definitely deserves that full forward spot. And I think he will get it um, at the end of the season as well. Uh, and the other forward pocket, we've got Tom Papley, who's probably been the best small forward this season. Um, yeah, along with Charlie Cameron, he's probably just a little bit above him um, in terms of goals and, and impact on games. Um, I know Sydney, are, you know, they're down the bottom of the ladder, but, um, you know, without Papley, geez, they'd probably be with Adelaide on, on zero wins, I reckon. So um, the impact that he's having on that club is is incredible. And that's probably why they, they're playing such hard ball with him. And, you know, they, it needs to be a mammoth offer to, to get him out of Sydney because of what he can produce. Yeah, exactly right. The things that he does, I think he's got some crazy stat um, where he's kicked at least one goal a game for the last, oh, I don't know, since last year he's kicked at least a goal a game, which says a lot about his game and the way he plays. Um, and, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, earned his spot in the forward pocket. He's flopped his way into our All-Australian mid-year team. <laughs> I like that. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I had to work that in there. I had to work it in there somehow. <laughs> Love it. Uh, all right, let's go to the uh, the Ruckman. So we've gone with Todd Goldstein. Um, real toss of the coin, this one, between him and Max Gorn. Um, you know, Max is really, really, um, 
hit some strong form over the last month. And, you know, Todd Golson had an unbelievable start to the season. So that's probably what's got him there. Um, but, yeah, just stats-wise um, and where North are, you know, they're, they're struggling and, and Goldstein's really sort of kept them um, going, I guess. You know, they, they've got three wins on the board and he's probably had a lot to do with it. So, um, but, yeah, then, then there's an argument for Max Gorn as well. But I think I think Goldstein deserves that one. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Goldstein's earned a spot there. Um, probably a bit similar to Sam Doherty we mentioned earlier. His start to the season was phenomenal and, the last couple of weeks might have dropped off a bit, but I think the way that he played to start the year um, has sort of solidified that spot there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ruck Rover, we've got Jack Steele, um, who's having an unbelievable season for the Saints. Um, he's coming second in our pressure point MVP and um, he's doing some great things. He's that hard-bodied midfielder who um, plays a tagging role as well and, and gets his own footy too. Um he stopped some big, big names. So, um, it's yeah, he's a big reason why the Saints from the top four as well. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And he, he, like you said, he tags players, but then he, he still gets, you know, 28-plus disposals a game while worrying about someone else. So, yeah, he, he's done phenomenal work. And exactly right. The Saints have, you know, shot up this season up the ladder and they're sitting, I think, what is it, well, top four at the moment, aren't they? Well, they were second, but then uh, I think the, the loss of Geelong's probably put them down a couple oh. places. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they've been, they have been top four for a lot of the year. So, yep. yeah, like you said, massive reason why they're sitting where they are. Yep. Uh, the Rover is Travis Boak, um, who's, yeah, he's had an, an unbelievable season as well. He's, he's probably the only one that can really challenge Lockie Neal for the Brownlow this year. I know he would have polled a fair few votes early in the season as well. Um, yeah, he's been one of Port's best players and um, he seems to be getting better with age as well. He had a really good 2019 and, um, 2020 looks to be an, another great season for him. And, um, yeah, big reason why Porter are flag favourites. He's a bit of a fine wine, Travis Boak, the way he's been ageing the last couple of years. He's just getting better and better. So, like I said, definitely probably will. He'll be the only one, I think, that'll give Lucky Neal a bit of a run for his money come round low end of the season. But I don't think he'll pinch it, but he'll be very close. So. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move to the bench. Um, first one, Jack McRae. Jeez, this this man can find the football, can't he? Oh, he just I don't know how he does it. It's honestly unbelievable. And he, even when the team loses games, it's not even, you know, it's they're not even like when um the dogs dominate. He just does it every week. Yeah. It's freakish. It's freakish. And was it like yeah, last week against Brisbane, he, he got 40 disposals in a shortened game. You know, that that's a that's a lot in a in a normal game, let alone a, a short game, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. So the work that he does, um, you know, almost stiff not to not to be um, starting um, yep. in our mid-year team, but um, you know, just I guess the I guess the overall influence that he has on the team, the Bulldogs still aren't doing fantastic work, so that might contribute a little bit. But I think 100%, um, he'll at least make the change come uh, or end of the year all Australian for sure. Definitely, yeah. I think he, he started the season off a bit slow and and has worked his way back up, which is. Um, probably given him that bench spot. Um, if he started the season a bit better, he could probably, he'd definitely be starting on the ground somewhere. But um, yeah, I think lock him in for a spot this season. Uh, another player on the bench, we've got Max Gorn. Um, as yeah, as we said before, it was, it was between him and Goldstein for that ruck spot. And um, yeah, we, we gave it to Goldstein, but yeah, Max Gorn's had another another great season. And um, Yeah, he's, he's along with Petrarca, Melbourne's best player this season. Um, 
he's just so consistent. I mean, ever, ever since he became a, a premier ruckman in the competition, he hasn't looked back, has he? No, yeah, and oh, it's hard to explain Max Gorn because just the way he moves around the ground, you sometimes forget that he's actually as big as he is, the way he gets around the ground and, you know, kicks. Like he kicks, he got a good kick on him. A lot of big men don't have that. So, yeah, um, yeah like you said, it's probably stiff not to not to start in the ruck. Um, but as we said, Goldstein's start was too good. But Gorn is phenomenal and he's only going to, you know, get better and better. And by the end of the year, I, I'd tip he'll probably be starting in the, starting in the ruck yeah. come end of the year for Australian. Yeah, I think that's going to happen as well. Um, just the way, yeah, the way his form is tracking, it's 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 scary. Um, we've got also on the bench, we've got Harry Perriman from the Giants. Um, he's another one who had a fantastic start to the season. Um, yeah, his first month or yeah, first six weeks were, were fantastic. Um, he was racking up the footy, with kicking goals. Um, I know he was leading the Coleman Medal at one stage and um, having a really really good season. Probably dropped off a little bit in the last, you know, last month, but um, I think his start to the season is good enough to, to earn a spot. Um, but some of the feedback we did get with with uh, with Harry Perriman was that he could have been replaced by Dusty Martin, but um, I feel like Dusty's only really had a good three weeks, three four weeks maybe. Um, he had a very slow start to the season, so I don't think Dusty deserves a spot just yet. But um, He'll probably, he'll, you know, if Richmond keep doing what they're doing, he'll probably will get a spot later in the season, won't he? Well, I hope so. I hope he keeps playing the way he's been playing the last four weeks, but definitely hasn't done it consistently all season to knock Perryman off. And Perryman, you can't, you can't I can't really have a, make a case for not putting him in the team. Um, like you said, the things he did early on in the season were too good not to have him there. And, um, you know, I'm tipping if GWS get better towards the end of the year and he picks up a few more games, he might keep his spot anyway. So definitely um, deserving to be in the team. Yeah, for sure. And last spot on the on the team, we've got Dan Butler from St Kilda. He has been, uh, yeah, along with Tom Papley and Charlie Cameron, uh, one of the best small forwards in the game. Um, incredible what he's been able to produce um, crossing over from Richmond. You know, he couldn't get a game at the Tigers and um, he moves to St Kilda and he's, you know, he's been one of their best players. and um, very high up on the Coleman medal as well. Yeah, sometimes a new home is all the player needs. And Butler started off his career with, you know, playing pretty well and then obviously dropped off last season or two and gone to St Kilda and is honestly one of the premier, you know, forward, forwards in the league. Um, being a smaller guy, he was honestly, if there was only three forward pockets we could put in the team, he would have made it. It was stiff not to put him in, but, you know, you can't pick everybody. But Dan Butler's been phenomenal and even the things, the things that you can see him do uh, – you know, next level. So I'm hoping he just gets better from here at the end of the season, and he'll be another one that um you know they'll be they'll be struggling to find um you know in order to pick who's going to make that that final spot come into the year. Yeah, for sure. He's um I think he's a rec- recruit of the season as well, just in in terms of what you know the Saints gave up for him, and um yeah he's he's been great. Um, speaking of the Saints, our coach is Brett Ratten. Um. Probably probably a couple of coaches that could have been chosen as well, but I think just from where the Saints have come from and um, what they've been able to produce this season, I think Brett Ratton's a, a pretty worthy worthy um, pick for that one. What do you reckon? Yeah, that's that's why I had him in there, just because of, like you said, Saints, where they've been the last couple of years. Last year they started off promising, they dropped. This year the same thing, people weren't sure about them, but you know, as we've said, this, the way the Saints are tracking this year, they're looking very, very good and... Brett Ratton's probably, you know, to thank for that. Um, 
Ken Hinckley was another one that probably could have squeezed right now with the way Port, you know, even Port, where the way they were last year to how they sit now, you know, two games clear on top of the ladder. Um, Ken Hinckley might have been stiff, but I think Ratton just the, the, the team that he's got and the, the talent and all that and the way he's worked it, I think he's definitely at that spot. Yeah, I think if um, I think if Port Adelaide end up winning the flag, then Ken Hinckley definitely deserves it. Um, but for now, with you know halfway through the season, with what St Kilda have been able to do, I think Brett Ratton, yeah, definitely definitely deserves that, and um, we'll see. You know, you never know; the Saints might be there at the season <laughs> in the last game of the season, so. Um, yeah, happy with that. But um, that's pretty much that is our team. Um, I'm pretty happy with it. You? I'm very happy with it. That, that's yeah. an elite. That's an elite mid-year All Australian team. Yeah, it is. There's um, some absolutely fantastic players in there. Um, a lot of a lot of players that haven't been selected in an All Australian team yet. So there could be a few debutants this season. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with with how that went. Um, I do want to mention, though, uh, there was a player that did get brought up on our social media. Tom Jonas from Port had a very good season. Um, hard to slot him in, though, with uh, with Harris Andrews, Jacob Weedering and Darcy Moore being in that team already. Um, he's probably next in line. So a little bit stiff, but, um, yeah, do, I do want to acknowledge that he did. He has He's having a great season for Port. Um, but, yeah, just... Couldn't find some room for him with already the, the keys that we've got back there. Um, all right, but that is that is this episode done. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. Let us know. Yeah, feel free to keep giving us feedback on the team. Um, we'll obviously we'll obviously do one at the end of the season, and um, we'll see how much has changed. But um, yeah, feel free to leave us um, leave us any comments in regards to that. But yeah, as we say every week. Um, Give us a review, leave a comment, check us out on YouTube. Um, you know, any feedback is greatly appreciated. Um, and yeah, share it with your friends and um, get it out there as as much as you can. But yeah, tune in uh, in next episode for our round eleven recap and our round twelve preview. That's going to be happening um, pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, tomorrow actually with the the with round eleven finishing up tonight and round twelve starting tomorrow. So we'll be straight back into it and um, we'll. Uh, Speak to you guys then.